Welcome to Low Key Though Podcast, episode four. So we are four episodes in. Thank you guys for, as always, for tuning in, liking, sharing, commenting, subscribing, all the many things that you do is greatly appreciated. Um, I hope you guys liked the last episode um, in the mini-sode where we talked about the debate. Um, But yeah, so I told you guys on this episode that this will be my first guest. So I'm very excited to have and to welcome my guest of late evening, my wife. My, I would say better half, but other half. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she's here. Whitley Smith, guys. Hey, Whitley girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> Make sure my bob is bob. Yeah. So you guys are in for a treat today. Um, Whitley and I are doing our. She's my first guest, so. This is exciting. How does it feel to be my first guest? I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Big old smile. Um, yes. Nice big teeth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I'm just going to kick things off first and foremost with uh, HBCU Spotlight. So, as you guys can see here, I have on my Alabama A&M Bulldogs t-shirt. Um, Alabama A&M is significant to me or special to me because it is the school that Willie graduated from. Twice. Twice. So nice. You did it twice. Um, so Alabama A&M is located in? Normal, Alabama. Normal, Alabama. Yep. This is my very first Alabama A&M t-shirt I got in 2010. Wow. I still fit it. That's pretty cool. Shockingly. This is like my first fifth or sixth Alabama A&M t-shirt. I just bought this t-shirt, actually. So, And just FYI, guys, you know I've been spotlighting HBCUs for a couple episodes now. I'm actually buying all of my HBCUs t-shirts directly from those HBCUs so they can um, benefit from those uh, proceeds as opposed to like getting somebody with a cricket machine to make them. Um, so I thought that would be the right way to do it, so that's how I'm doing it. So shout out to Alabama A&M Bulldogs. Y'all have like a call or something. Come to homecoming, you'll find out. <laughs> Homecoming's canceled this year. That's very sad, actually. Less struggle. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are gonna. So HBCU shout out Alabama and Bulldogs. Go to aamu.edu. Mm-hmm. That sound right? Okay. Yes. Start here. Go anywhere. That's their slogan. So, um, yeah. So good. Um, but yeah. So Willie and I are gonna have some fun today. We're gonna talk about. A couple different things. Um, we're going to talk about my one of my favorite subjects, Dumb Donald. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, relationships. We'll answer some questions. So um, it'll be fun. And she didn't tell me anything that we were going to talk about today. Not. So these will be honest reactions from me. Yes. And I'm scared, but it will be honest reactions. She bought me this notebook when I first started talking about, um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the, 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 I'm not going to talk about what I did. Um, but she bought me this notebook when I first started talking about, um, starting my podcast because I would tell her that I had thoughts that would like run through my head in the middle of the night 
and I never could write them down because I didn't want to pick up my phone and then like wake up my brain in the middle of the night. So she bought me this notebook and it sits on my nightstand and I started using it when I started really putting together low key though. And uh, it is, so nobody reads this notebook. It's like my journal, um, but I have damaged it. I like started tearing pages out. She was like, it's such a nice book. Why would you tear pages You can't out? give some people anything. <laughs> but also remember gifts don't have to be expensive. They just have to be thoughtful. That's true. Cause this gift was four ninety nine. You didn't have to tell everybody how much I paid for that and where I got it from. <laughs> okay. Um, so first things first, I want to talk about. Um, not too long ago, we went to the Say Their Name exhibit um, in, at a park here, Kyle Warren Park here in um, Dallas, Texas. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. All right. So what did you think about it? Um, it was just. Um, it was hella sad, like, it took me a longer time to process and just seeing, like, it wasn't just, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, like, Emmett Hill, um, was memorialized there, um, those people that were in the shooting in the church, I think that was South Carolina, yeah. like, they were there, and so... When I went there, in my mind, I thought that it would just be black people shot by the police. But in actuality, it was just a plethora of African-Americans who had been, you know, taken before their time just because they were black, be it by the police or some deranged person or whatever. So it was definitely, you know, humbling. And it, I left with the thought of, like, this could be me. Like, what's keeping this from, from being me? And that's a sad feeling to have. Yeah, yeah. It was very sombering for me um, to be in that space. It was a lot of, it was emotionally overwhelming. So um, I just, I got very emotional towards the end of the um, our time there. It, it was almost like I was sad to have to say goodbye to those people um, because you know, and and I wasn't re directly related to any of them, thank God. But it was so many names that I saw that were familiar because I know them or their family or, you know, because you've seen it on the headlines so much for the last whatever X amount of years. So it was just, it was very emotionally overwhelming, but I really am glad that I got to experience it. It's in Houston now. So um, it's at Emancip Emancipation Park. Um, which I think is like in Third Ward or close to Third Ward. So if you get a chance to go, you know, go out there. Um, I think it's probably a little clearer in the morning and like early afternoons because yeah. people are still at work. This is what I've been reading from some of my friends' posts who have gone. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, go out there. But I did want to kind of touch on that because we went together and I was going to talk about it. It's been like a, probably about two weeks now or so since we went, but... Um, I didn't want to talk about it by myself because we did go together, um, and we took Jax out there as well, um, but it was, yes, yeah, it's, it's very sombering and very humbling, so if you, if it comes to a city near you, then you should definitely go. It's called the, uh, hashtag say their name, exhibit, um, and I'm sure if you look it up, you can probably see where it's going next or, you know, where it's been or whatever. Yeah. Um, cool. So, speaking of racism, let's talk about my boy... Da, 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 da. Dumb, dumb Donald. Donald. 
All right, so, Dum Dum. He has a coronavirus. Let me not smile when I say that. <laughs> All right, so he um, has been diagnosed with the coronavirus along with like 13, 14 other people in his circle. Um, Willie's not convinced that he has it. I'm convinced because of how hard he was trying to breathe, standing up on that balcony at the White House. You know, House. he had a show, right? The Apprentice. There was, it was a reality show, but there was some acting in there. I look, I can do what he did. <laughs> but go off, Nana. <laughs> Anyways, so he has the um, coronavirus. And yeah, I mean, he got it from a super spreader event, which was uh, an event he had at the Rose Garden to announce Amy, Amy Coney Barrett as RBG's replacement. And God don't like ugly. Um, and so him and several people that were at that event and several people that were in contact with those people after that event um, have contracted the coronavirus. So, I say all that to say, I'm not going to ask anybody to pray for anybody. You do what you feel is right in your heart. Um, I hope that people that, um, are being toyed around with and being made to be a part of this spectacle, like the Secret Servicemen and staff members, um, at the White House, um, I hope they're okay. I hope they're okay. Yeah, because they shouldn't have to be sacrificed for the spectacle and the reality TV show that is the Trump administration. So that's this week's Dumb Donald. Hmm. <laughs> he just made, he's so annoying to talk about. I it just, is. you know, so. part of me is like, that's what you get. And then the other part, you know, the God in me is like, you know, I don't wish just intentionally bad on anyone. But I, if he actually has it, I hope that he truly experiences the breadth and depth of it so that, you know, it can truly put him in line with all of those people whose families went through that, people who lost their lives over something that he fronted as a hoax but knew was real all along. Um, you know, it's, it's karma. But I'm not going to say, I hope that nigga die. Like, you know, that's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. So, um, moving on to Ask Kiki. You're not supposed to be in my notebook. Get out of there, ma'am. Moving on to Ask Kiki. So, it'll be Ask Kiki and Whitley today. Um, I can so, put my two cents in. Yes, child. Your two cents can, get, can go in here. Um... So, this week's Ask Kiki um, get to know me question is, what is your favorite vacation spot and why? I'll let you go first. Um, my favorite vacation spot would be the beach. It has to be a nice, clean, and luxurious beach. Um, but the beach, nonetheless, I think that in my past life, I was a mermaid. I love to be in the water. I love to swim, even though it makes my hair nappy and my eyelashes droop. Um, 
I love the sand. I love the smell of the ocean. I love how small I feel when I stand by the ocean. I mean, I just, if I wasn't afraid of hurricanes, like, I would live on a beach today. Yeah. I want to retire to the beach. I'm working on it. Y'all please pray for me. Continue to pray. That is very accurate. Willie is a beach baby. She's a beach bum, however you want to call it. I am total opposite. Um, my favorite vacation spot is any big city. So whether it's New York, Chicago, Vegas, Houston, Miami, like put me in the middle of a big city. Just drop me and my bags in the middle of a big city and I'm going to have a blast. Um, so as you can imagine, picking vacay spots can be tough when we're trying to plan a vacation um, because we both do have very different ideas of vacation. Um, when I vacation, I like to be going, 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 going. When Willie vacation, she likes to be relaxed. Because it's because when I'm working, yeah. I'm going, 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 going. So when I'm on vacation, I want to vacate. You're a busybody. So, I mean, I get it, but it doesn't make vacationing with you any evening. I really have to pull all the strength <laughs> I have to go somewhere with you because you want to be out all day, all night, yes, everywhere. I do. That is me on vacation. Vacation to me, I like to come home from vacation wore out. Like I like tired. to come back refreshed and relaxed and ready to go. Alright, so we'll continue to figure it out. We've we haven't fought about vacations no. yet. We, we always, you know, make it work. Yeah. Like, we plan, and, and the thing about it is what's been really good is we plan vacations. Like, if I, like, I wanted to go to Vegas last year, so I planned us a trip to Vegas. Willie wanted to go to the beach last year, so she planned us a trip to the beach. Like, if you ain't got a plan or pay, you ain't gonna be tripping. You're just gonna get in the car and go. Or when it's free, you get agree. on the plan and go. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's our vacation spots. Um, when you're old, what do you think children, your children, will ask you to tell stories about? You go first. <laughs> okay, so I think when my children are old, um, or grand, or when I get old, my kids or grandkids or whatever will ask me about 2020. <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I think they will ask. I think because all of this stuff is going to go in history books and like it's going to be taught. 2020 has been a year of reckoning. Like think about the civil rights movement. That was that's like in history books, not accurately, but it's in history books. So, I think my kids will probably ask me about 2020 like like what was happening? Y'all got a pandemic, y'all got people protesting in the streets, y'all got like all this crazy stuff going on. Like, yeah. So, I'll say 2020. Hmm. Um, oh, this is a tough one. I think they'll probably ask me the same things that I asked my parents and grandparents. Um, like, you know, what did you do when you was younger? Like, what was cool? You know, kids just care about being cool. So, you know, what was cool when you were younger? Like, how did you and mom meet? Um, like, what sort of stuff did you do? What kind of car did you drive? What did you always want to be? Just the same stuff. 
Um, and it will blow their minds just like it blows my minds when I hear my mind when I hear my parents talk about their childhood. I'm like, you were cool once, right? Um, you know. So I think that's probably what they'll ask just about life in general. I mean, you know, I don't ask my parents and my grandparents like, what was it like in the '60s when you was niggas with a hard R. Um, <laughs> I asked my parents about like I asked my parents about like what they like the eighties. The eighties was lit. The eighties were yeah. lit. So I asked my parents like what what was going on in the eighties? Like what were y'all doing? My dad tells me about like fashion from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. But twenty twenty has been different. So. Yeah, you never know. We'll see. Maybe we'll revisit this episode. Low key though, podcast episode four. No, like 404. Oh, okay. I'm picking up with Sometimes I have moments, y'all. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question. How did you decide to move to Texas? You want to tell a story? You can tell. I had a song. I was just about to bust out <laughs> Thank you for not. Um, so, I'll say we didn't really. Okay, so about. I manifested it. Okay, so you tell the story. No, you go. <laughs> okay, so probably um, two years ago, we started talking about, maybe three, two to three years ago. So Willie and I have been together almost five years and married just past three. So um, we started talking probably about two or three years ago about moving, um, getting out of Alabama, we're black, we're female, we're gay. Alabama's not the place to be. Um, so we started talking about getting out of Alabama and Willie said that she would love to go to Texas. I said that I would love to go where? You wanted to tell- <laughs> She wanted me to go to DC, y'all. Yeah, so I- An Alabama girl, I said if you buy me a mink, you can talk. <laughs> not that cold. It is. I'm an Alabama girl. It's cold. So, yeah. So, I wanted to go to the DMV area. Um, My degree is in political science. So, I figured I could go to the DMV and probably start working in my field. Um, But, would you stop? (laughs) Stop pinching me. I wasn't pinching. (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) to. Felt like a pinch. Anyway, so... Yeah, so I was like, let's go to the DMV. And Willie was like, nah, bruh. We can't go to the DMV, but we can't get out of Alabama. So we started talking about Texas because I'm cool. Like, I was kind of raised in Texas. I moved here when I was 11. Um, And I stayed here until I was, like, in my mid, almost mid-20s. So I was like, I'm cool going back to Texas. Like, I don't want to go to Colleen, and I don't think I want to go to Houston, so we're gonna have to find somewhere else to go. Maybe Austin, maybe Dallas, maybe San Antonio, but um, Texas is cool. So we started talking about it all the time. Um, Willie would pray about it, like literally talk about it. Like we're going to Texas, like very speaking it into existence type deal. Um, and I was applying to jobs once Willie graduated. I started applying to jobs within my company that would pay me to relocate um and i got a job that i really wanted and texas was one of our options we could go to tennessee atlanta or texas tennessee would have put us closer to home we would have been like 
probably like an hour and a half, two hours away from where we were living, um, which is where my parents live. Alpharetta would have put us, or Atlanta, Alpharetta area would have put us about four hours from home. Um, but it also would have put us in like the busiest city in the country. Um, and Dallas, Texas was our third option. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and Dallas, Texas was our third option. So I was like, we finally just settled on Dallas. Yeah. And thankfully, my job was like, you can pick either of the three and we will pay you to move. And we will move you. It was like the easiest, best move ever. We literally just packed us a bag for a week. It was the best move ever. It wasn't easy finding a house, though. Okay. That okay. was a struggle. All right, I thought you were talking about the move itself. But the move itself was, yeah. Yeah, it was seamless. We literally packed, just packed our stuff that we wanted to keep for like a week. So, our, so we got our household goods and um, the company did the rest. The moving company did the rest. They I don't know how we'll ever move again. Yeah, because if we can't move like that, we can't move. No. So. Yeah, so that's how we got to Texas. It was something that we planned about three years ago. And now, you know, we manifested it and prayed it and... Now we're here. Okay. And now we're manifesting and praying ourselves out of the country. So Yes. Ten years, we out of here. Love y'all. I mean it. Gotta go. Yeah. But you can come visit. Yeah. At least you'll have somewhere to go out of the country. Yeah. Right? So, and, and we clearly pray and manifest things pretty well. So. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like, I really did just say all the time. And I've been saying it for years. I wanted to move to Texas. Um, had never been. Just really wanted to come. Um... And it ended up working out, like, so seamlessly, like, you know, the move, not having to pack a lot, because I hate packing, not having to do the packing, not having to pay to get it shipped here. And then when it came to the house, we came here in January, we came to Texas in January to oh, yeah. try to find a house, and we rolled around, like, what seemed like all of Texas all day long. Couldn't find any, well, we found one house that we liked. Um, and someone beat us to, you know, getting the house. Um, and so then we came back to Alabama after that trip in January, planning to come back to Texas in March. What yeah, we're going like, to come like yeah. the second or third weekend. Right? We're going to come back in March to try again to find houses, but Corona. So I literally had to just look online and use Google maps. So we found this house online. Um, you know, we had already had our stuff sent to the house. And I mean, I use Google Maps. I try to look around the neighborhood, but that's it's only going to give you so much. So, like, as we're pulling up to the house, they're working on the road, the interstate right by our house, so it looks really raggedy. So, as we were coming in, I was like, Lord, don't let this raggedy road be a sign that I'm going to be in a raggedy neighborhood. <laughs> because if I had already made up in my mind, like, I was going to cut up, like, there would be no moving if this house was in the hood. Um, or just... Not necessarily in the hood, but just, you know, unsafe. So, um, yeah. after we pulled up, you know, we started looking at some of the houses and we were like, if nothing else changes, if we don't cross the set of tracks, we're maybe here. we'll be okay. And we were okay. You know, thankfully we got a wonderful, super sweet neighbor. Um, you know, everybody's super nice out here. So it yeah. was just a blessing. It was. It was. It was good. It was a good move. So I'm glad we made it. And um, it's helped us grow grow a lot and like mature yeah. a lot. And being away from home and like not being able to depend on like mom and dad and you know, so we've had to like 
plan better and make better decisions and uh it's been good it's been a fun ride though adulting which isn't always fun but it's good good i guess ish goodish all right little whittler so let's jump into what <laughs> it's a nickname it's like hitler but with the w <laughs> okay so Let's jump into the meats of today. You are really, you want to know. <laughs> and I can't see it because so your handwriting is so bad. I'm looking at it, but I cannot decode it. It's fine. It's, I can read it. So I'm going to ask some questions. Settle yourself. Are you I'm fine? Yeah, I'm settled. I'm trying to give myself a good angle. Okay. And also, uh, today's beverage, episode four's beverage of choice is tequila, ginger ale, and a lime. It's very good. Don't drink all my ginger ale, baby. Mm -mm. This is the one I had in the car the other day. Okay. I drank some of that, actually. I can tell it was a little flat. Um, so, goodness. I'm How do we so meet? Nosy. Can I say how we met? I don't get you in trouble. I mean, I'm fine. Oh. You don't have to tell the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Willie loves to tell the story of how we met, and it's a very lengthy story for one. I'm not playing this at all. And for two, it's a story best reserved for small Maybe because that bob swung around, I was ready to give the tea, honey. Um, we met at work. Yes, we met at work, and we became friends. We did. And we had a group of mutual friends. We did. And we hung out together often. And Indeed. I was none the wiser that Whitley was checking for me. My collar. Oh my god. Um, I just popped my collar for those who are not watching. Oh my god. Um, Y'all have to watch so you can see our <laughs> facial expressions because it makes it a thousand times better. But yeah. So that's good. And that was in... Um, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Mm -hmm. July of 2015, actually. Yeah. Right after. I don't think I met you until like August, though, right? No, we met in July. It was right after I met you right after my uncle passed. Oh. Okay. I took off work that weekend. I missed you. The funeral. And then when I came to work, it was my first day. And that's when I met y'all. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best part of marriage? <sighs> like, just. The security and comfort. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the security and comfort, just like when, you know, something exciting happens, you know, like I can go tell my boo. Or, you know, when you just have something you don't want to share with anyone else, you have like built in that one person that, you know, you can tell, which is your spouse. So just having someone to share life with, like life is better with a little partner in crime, so... You're my partner in crime, like all the time. Yeah, that's true. Why are you not answering? I am. Okay. I answered, how do we meet? We talked about it together. I'm getting ready to answer this. Okay. We're going to have to get you a show, because clearly, you <laughs> we're going to have to start you a podcast, because okay. you want to run this one. Um, <laughs> it needs to be... Got me told, girl. <laughs> Low wit, though, I guess. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> 
All right, so what's the best part of marriage? Um, to me, I would say those same things. So having that security, um, having a permanent dance partner, a permanent um, person to share laughter with, excitement, um, good times, bad times. We've had some tough times together. My grandmother has passed since we were together. Your grandfather passed while we were together. Um, you know, we've had some tough times just in our relationship in general. We've had um, some really happy and exciting times. So just having somebody to look look at life with and look, you know, kind of look through the lens with you and be like, yeah, this is, we're going to be okay. So, and then on those days where I feel like I'm not going to be okay, having that reassurance that, you know, I will be okay. I've always gotten that from, you know, my parents, but it's different now. Just being an adult and like, having a partner to yeah to have that so um oh i think you'll like this one mm-hmm. oh no no not there yet what's the hardest part of marriage uh, answer right now <laughs> <laughs> um probably for me the hardest part of marriage is two things okay so one i'm the baby of my parents so I'm a little spoiled and I'm a little my wayish um, and I got away with that for a long time um, so when you're married you know you have to consider the other person and things that you do and compromise and sometimes like it genuinely hurts my feelings that I can't just have my way and be done with it um, and I think that it kind of ties into like my other thing is just sometimes I'm not a super once I get to know you, I'm super like fun and thrilling and, and interesting and ready to party. But I'm a pretty quiet and to myself person. And shy too. I'm a little shy. And I literally, it's my job to talk all day to people um, for a living. And I have to do that with multiple people. So I have given all of myself. And there are times when I'm just like, I just would like to not have to talk to anybody. But you can't do that when you have a spouse. You know, I've learned to like sit in my car for a few minutes if I need to, take some time if I need to. But some days I'm just like, I just want to hang out by myself today. And then I wake up to this beautiful face. She's just (laughs) energized and ready to chat, chat, chat. Yeah, so we're very opposite in that. Um, We were talking to my mom about that not too long ago, about how like, Whitley is very... Again, she just said it, right? She likes to have moments to herself and, like, moments of quiet and peace. And I'm, like, not that way. I want to talk all the time. I have things to say, and I want somebody to hear them and say things back. So, um, even though it may not... uh, And that's not always on your radar. And I try to be understanding and, like, give you that space, but I don't... (laughs) It's because she works, you know, which I get it. I try to be understanding. You work from home. You're alone with the dog all day. So you want to talk. I have literally talked to 60-year-olds and 80-year-olds and 50-year-olds, like, all day, day, nonstop. So I just want to be silent. I don't want to say anything. (laughs) I don't want to say, I don't want to talk to myself. I don't want to sing along to no songs. I just... I want to be quiet. But sometimes, and then sometimes, like, there's been times where I, like, I will leave the house and, like, let you have that space you know. and that time because yeah. I know that I can be a handful sometimes and a lot to, to handle, so. 
Yeah. Oh, for me, the hardest part of being married is not being selfish. I have been, I'm not an only child. Um, I have a sister, but my sister and I are 12 years apart. So I have always been, um, I've never had to really share anything or like compromise in many ways because even though I had a little sister, we've always been in two very different places in life. Even now, we're probably the closest in terms of common interests and needs and things like that. We're probably the closest um, in terms of the same that we've ever been. But even still now, my needs are a little different. My desires are a little different, so on and so forth. Um, so I think just not being able to be selfish or having to not be selfish and having to think about somebody else like when I make decisions and things like that. Because I've been on my own for a little while now. Yeah. So having to think about how is this going to impact Whitley or how is this going to impact our household or whatever. So, yeah, that's tough. Uh, what's something about me that people would find hard to believe? Like, are you asking, wait, are you asking about yourself or about yeah. me? No, what is, what in my mean? opinion, what What's, is something about you? Okay. Right. Oof. <sighs> I'm the one with the drink, though. Just keep that in mind. She's not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's your titty, baby. What do you mean? You can be a little, like, Really sensitive. Come on, titty, baby. <laughs> There's no other way you could have said that. You can be a bit sensitive. Yeah. And, I mean, what you just, you know, kind of alluded to that, but like, no, you can be like really babyish and sensitive, which I like, you know, I like and appreciate seeing that, you know, vulnerable side of you. But, you know, most people wouldn't assume like that you're that way, especially at home. You're very like, you know, loving and soft and you know yeah that's very true yeah so yeah know. that's true i, I never really know. thought about that yeah that is very true i wouldn't say i'm a titty baby though me near death <laughs> kiki you need me to go to the store and get you something you good her with the sniffles babe i just i just don't do sick well but whatever so what's something that about you that people would find hard to believe I would probably say I was gonna I pro I really I think I just said it. Like I don't think a lot of people think you're shy. Like I genuinely don't think a lot of people think you're shy because they see they oftentimes see us together and they see how you interact with me. Um and so they assume that that's like your who you are. And at the core that's who you are, but like when you first meet people, you're so shy and Me. so silent and like Hi. timid and and that's just not who you are. Like, Hi. <laughs> like I'm just you know I like to feel people out. Like yeah. I'm I'm very leery of people. I like to feel people out. I like to see like are we gonna vibe? Am I gonna like you? Like are you gonna be able to take? You know who I am inside as a yeah. person. Like, am I gonna feel comfortable with you? So I just kind of peep the scene, and I'm just kind of shy. Like, yeah, you are. And that's shy. what I don't think people would assume that though, especially like people that see you on social media and like again see how you interact with me. 
they probably assume that you are a lot more outgoing and outspoken than you actually are. You're very shy and very like quiet. And I can, I, I use this example all the time that I could sit in a room, I could go in a room full of people and meet everyone. Willie can go in a room full of people and meet no one. Like, and literally we could both spend the same amount. We could spend an hour in, in two different rooms full of people and Willie will walk out and not know anyone. And I'll walk out and know everybody by name, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, like. So we're just very different in that way. It balances yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so what did you think marriage was before getting married? What is it actually <laughs> like? And was it accurate? Like, was your thought process accurate? Mm. Or your thoughts of marriage? Ask the question again. It's a long question. It's a multi-question. It is. What did you think marriage was before getting married? What's it actually like? And did the two align, basically? Um. Okay. So, before getting married, you know, I think my parents did a good job of keeping a child in a child's place. And, like, I never knew. I never knew anything except... A good, happy, well-balanced, well-taken-care-of home. Um, so I thought that, like, you know, marriage was just, like, peace and bliss. And you have a nice home and a nice yard and nice cars and just a happy... The Cosby Show. Cosby Show-ass <laughs> life. Um, then, then you met me. Then I met you. <laughs> and it was not the Cosby Show for... A multitude of reasons. Um, I don't think... I just... It just wasn't what I... It wasn't what I expected. Um, Like, I didn't see my parents do the work. I just saw, you know, the results of the work. So, like, I just thought it was going to be the results phase. I didn't realize that you had to work for that. So, like, the... You hear people say, like, communication, and you hear people say compromise, but I didn't know, like, the amount of work that would be. And it's a work well worth doing, um, but I just didn't realize, like, the, the, amount that it, the amount of effort it would take to sustain a marriage and make sure that it worked out, um, the compromise that you would have to put forth, but... It's it's well worth it. Did I answer the question? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I get off prompt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. But no, you're good. So I would say for me, what I thought marriage was like, I actually thought marriage, and this is not because of what I saw with my parents, because I kind of grew up with my parents. So, and what I mean by that is my parents had me at a young age, and then my dad went in the military, and we like shipped off to Germany. And my parents were like still had teen in their age. Um, and so we were like on our own very early on. Um, and so I saw kind of some difficulties, some things, but not really, you don't really understand it. Right. So I, I think I thought marriage was just probably too hard and something that I didn't want to deal with. You know, I tell you all the time, I didn't really, I never wanted to be married really. Um, um i didn't want to be married i didn't really want kids like i just 
I thought I kind of lived this bachelorette life. Bless your heart. Life. Um, that's what I expected. It was just, and it's been since I was a little kid. Like, I remember playing with Barbies, and like my Barbies was always super fresh, like well dressed, had nice cars, Barbie doll house, nice crib. But there was never a partner in the picture, like male or female. There was never really a partner in the picture. So, um. And no babies. I ain't never want the baby Barbies. Like, just give me the grown adult lady Barbie and lots of them so we can party together and, like, I can create this life in my head that I think I'm going to have. So, um, yeah, I thought marriage was going to be hard, but I think um, I'm a big fan of, fan of Queer Eye on Netflix, and I'm an even bigger fan of Sam Frank. And so I read his autobiography, and he said in there, he was talking about his spouse, and he said, marriage is hard if you're not married to the right person. So, um, I think I agree with that. It's not hard being married. Um, there are hard moments. There are tough uh, realities that have to be faced sometimes, but it's not hard. Like, yeah, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. You can't just wake up and think that marriage, your marriage is going to be good and like, yeah, but I don't think it's hard. Not 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 to me. Maybe I'm not putting in enough effort or something, but I just I don't think marriage is hard. Should be harder. <laughs> it's not hard. I, I feel like I'm married to the right person, so it's really not hard. We have our moments. We've had our moments. Yeah. Things have done definitely got better since we've been in Texas, but Yeah. So lastly So first, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. I think um this was fun. It was fun. I had a good time with you. Maybe you'll come back. Maybe. My rates. We'll have to talk about rates. We'll have to talk about dress. We'll have to talk about stylists. We'll have to talk about a lot of things. We can talk about them. That's, that ain't no problem. It'll be produced. It'll have to be produced. Okay. Um, so as I close out, I think I want to play a little game. Where we just kind of get to know each other, let the them get to know us rather, because I think we know each other well. But mm. so I'm gonna ask some questions, and then you'll point to me or you, depending on who um, you think is more appropriate, the more appropriate answer for the question. Okay. So, who is funnier? Definitely me. She's more social. Listen, she talks to more people. Come sit down by me. I bet you'll laugh the whole time. If I decide to talk to you, you will laugh the whole time. Nobody. Who can we not sit beside during funerals in church? I'm funnier. I promise you. I, I think I'm funnier. Will you think she's funnier? I don't think we'll ever agree on Somebody it. who knows us, please <laughs> come in and say, if you watch this on Facebook later, I'm going to share this, of course. Who's funnier? It's me. It's fine. Who's messier? Friendlier? Has more friends? Definitely me. Quality <laughs> over quantity. More shoes? It's a tie. <laughs> We're both a problem. I think, honestly, I think it's probably you. <laughs> no. I don't know. We'll, well, I'll count. I'll count them and comment on here. More clothes, definitely you. 
No. Shoes me. Shoes might be me, but clothes, I think it's you. You have two closets. You have the big side of the closet in our master bedroom and the guest bedroom. You take up, excuse me, two thirds of the closet with clothes. Ball gowns. Like just. I never know okay. where I'm going to need to go at a moment's notice. <laughs> One thing she will be is ready. Who eats more? Definitely. Which I don't understand why I'm the fat one. <laughs> I work out, y'all. I eat way less than she does. I intermittent fast. This heifer does nothing. Loses 10 pounds. Me, working out a week. One pound. I definitely eat more. I enjoy food. Who loves Jax more? My boy. Sleeps more? Definitely me. Who loves who more? Ask the question <laughs> a different way because then. <laughs> That's a tough one. Ask uh, it a different way. Oh, it's just a trick question. It is. You know, love. I know. Um, yeah, so this is my first guest epi thank you for featuring me i appreciate it thank you for coming on i appreciate it it has been a long time coming we've been i've been trying to get her on for two weeks okay um we're not gonna talk about how much of a fight she put up one day and busy because she didn't like the way her hair looked you said my makeup was a little ashy though you could have fixed that though. I just, I had just taken my braids down. My, I was in between weed. It just. You look nice today though. Today? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, as compared to that day, you look nice today. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Thank you, babe. <laughs> All right. So, this thing has come to a close. Thanks again for coming on. Um, like, Comment, subscribe, share, press all the buttons everywhere that there are buttons. Hit them. Um, as always, shout out to my producer at the Meetup Media Group. Her stuff should be dropping somewhere on one of these sides. You should see how to contact her. Um, I think that's it. Is that all my... This your show. You, as you reminded me earlier, this your show. <laughs> I know I lose. I'm so distracted by your beauty. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I think I've done all that I need to do. Um, and as always, take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Love on your family, but most importantly, damn, bitch! I didn't know what I was gonna say. You didn't give Scratch me no that. cue cards or nothing. Scratch that. Scratch that out. Um, Alicia, edit that out. She didn't give me no, she didn't give me no, I told you that she didn't give me anything. As always, take care of your family, take care of yourself, love on your family, but most importantly, love on yourself. Love on your family, but most importantly, love on yourself. Peace. That peace for me. Shut up, Whitley. You are so crazy.
you would know. Well, I was fine. Nerd than I thought it would be. 